Welcome to the Willow Valley Podcasting Channel, where exciting podcasts are created by Willow Valley residents, for Willow Valley residents, and about Willow Valley residents. Good day. My name is Bill Adams, and it's my personal pleasure to have a short conversation here with Kristen Luce. You are Vice President of of healthcare services operations here. What do you do right now? What does that job involve? Okay. Well, hi, Bill. Thanks for having me. Uh, basically, what my job is, is that I oversee supportive living, basically skilled care at this time. I previously was the lakeside administrator and spent the past year mentoring the new administrator, Francisco Rivera, and he's now taken on the helm. And then another large portion of my position right now is assisting with the planning of our new memory care center. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we want to focus on today, because um, there's been so much presentation of the physical facilities, the garden, the the uh, apartments that people have, excuse me, the, the uh, households, the day, the day center. And I don't think most of us have a chance to know what's going to go on there, what kind of programs. So you're starting in to perform, right, the shape of these programs. Could you tell us the kinds of things you're thinking now? Sure, absolutely. So over the past year, uh, Mary Schreiber, who is our memory support resource coordinator, and I have been looking at ways to support our community now before the physical building comes into play. Oh, yes. And so we're doing some of that by hosting memory cafes, which are being held currently once a month. Let me stop you. What's a memory cafe? Okay. So a memory cafe is a uh, time for residents who are having some cognitive impairment and their caregiver to come together with others in the same situations. So that may be a spouse uh, with their loved one who has cognitive impairment, and they come together in a group for some fellowship. There's typically a theme or a topic. Uh, maybe sometimes there'll be a presenter, but it's really to offer a safe space where you're gathering and doing some normal socialization, but not worrying about the effects of others and how cognitive impairment could affect them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pardon the interruption. That's Okay. Now, going on then, you said right now you you have the memory cafes mm-hmm. and? We have a memory support group, and mm-hmm. that is for the caregivers. We understand that our folks who are caring for those with cognitive impairment really need support and guidance and a little extra TLC, and that's just what the support group is designed for. Now, Mary's doing a wonderful series. Of uh, you want to describe that for people? Oh, sure. She does what's called Memory Monday. I believe it's Monday Memory Videos. I'm not sure of the title, but basically each week she puts out a short three to five minute video that talks about a topic related to uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, caregiving. It might be a tip on how to get through the holidays. It might be what does reminiscing do for a resident with cognitive impairment. I was impairment. so curious to to see the ones you did on body language. Yes. How you're crossing your arms in front of somebody can shut them off. 
That right, kind of thing. Right, right. Just those little nonverbal cues can make a big difference. And those are aimed primarily at caregivers, right? Tips for them. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. So you're working on those current things, which are helping people mm-hmm. now. And many people may not realize that we do a pretty good job with dementia care now. Uh, and at the Glen. Yes. Through that, good. Yes. So. Uh, some of the things that we envision for the memory care center, such as club rooms, um, the, as I said, the memory cafes, we have created a strategic goal this year to incorporate those same things into Cedarbrook now. Again, we don't need to wait for the memory care center in order mm. to start upping our game a little bit and making sure we're providing the most up-to-date programming and ideas to support our team and our residents. Tell us your thoughts now on staffing of the new memory care center. Sure. Who are you going to need to do what? Okay, so we we believe first that we will have success in recruiting staff because this is going to be such an amazing place to work. And we know that our ratios of staff to residents, we want to stay at a five to one, so five residents to one caregiver staff person. We think that will be very appealing. Uh, in the households, we envision universal workers. So that can be an activities professional, a nursing a CNA, a, an LPN, and People will then do universal tasks, helping a resident get up in the morning, making their bed, assisting them out to the common area, helping them get their breakfast. So it's not the typical model of a CNA does one thing, a culinary worker does another, an activities professional. A CNA is a... Certified nursing assistant. Let's back up a little bit because uh, not everyone listening may be aware of what you mean by households. Okay. The Memory Care Center will have ultimately 14 households with about 10 people people in each household, separate bedrooms, but common areas. Correct. And so they will have, there'll be one, if I call it service helper of all, some kind for each household? I envision two. Two. Two, for sure. And will that be covered 24 hours? It will be. And possibly in the overnight hours, one person would certainly be enough per household if people are sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the advantages, we are building this building to what what is called assisted living regulations. And what that does is it really allows us to adjust our staffing levels accordingly, according to the acuity of the residents. Mm. So if at one point we notice a household has some residents who are maybe in later stages of Alzheimer's and dementia, and maybe we need a third caregiver, Mm -hmm. those regulations will allow us to do that without having to move those residents to a different level of care. Let's talk for a moment about daycare. One of the things we found in presenting the story of the center was that the people we talked to here were, I would say, far more interested in daycare than they were in the residential part of it. And because of the tremendous demands on people taking care of loved ones, spouses, others, and the concern that their children have, you know, living away from here, you know, how's mom doing with dad? What What's your thinking about daycare 
and how it will function and who will be there and all that's, that. That's a great question. And I, I agree. I hear the need for this repeatedly. Almost mm. every time we talk in a group, this comes up. So we will have a daycare and hopefully we'll come up with a better name and it won't be a daycare. I'd, I'd like to think of it as a respite center. <laughs> uh, but yes, the purpose will be for folks to be able to come for a certain portion of the day, whether that's four hours or eight hours, there'll be flexibility and then they'll be specialized programming. They'll be able to eat a meal there. Uh, obviously, there'll be uh, facilities if there's bathroom and uh, assistance needed for that. But the the real purpose and goal is to help these residents with cognitive impairment have meaningful engagements during the day while allowing their caregiver to have that important mm-hmm. time for their own self-care, which the ultimate goal then Perhaps that those folks can stay together in their home longer because that caregiver is getting the time they need to take oh, care of themselves. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yes, uh, we know, and you know, that when people have to separate couples, for example, it changes the marriage as they knew it. So they do want to stay together as long as they can. Now, not too many weeks from now, we'll be announcing a partnership with a major medical institution. And that's going to be a tremendous aid to you, isn't it? Yes. What are some of the things that that partner will do and how will they enhance care at the Memory Care Center? We are very excited about that. Uh, One of the things it will do is it will provide us direct access to professionals such as uh, a Jerry psychologist, which is a very specialized position, a person who can provide on-site assessments for our residents right here at Willow Valley. We will be able to provide referrals to other assistants that they may need. Additionally, in the community, a physician may make a referral to our center and be able to be seen here at Willow Valley in the Memory Care Center. So we see this partnership as something that will really benefit our residents here at Willow Valley the most because they'll have direct access to that specialized care and they'll have a care team right here to help, a social worker, uh, an activities professional. Uh, diagnosis assessment. We'll be able to give people the tools they need to adapt to that new diagnosis and uh, move forward in the most constructive way possible. And then additionally, we'll be able to offer services to our community right here in Willow Street and the surrounding areas. Mm. Technology. Yes. Moving very fast. We won't get into AI right now, but (laughs) um, tell us some of the features made possible by technology which weren't available before okay. that you're going to be using in in the uh, center. Okay. One of the uh, we've looked at a, a specific company called Casper and and that may not be the actual company we go with, but they offer a solution that in each room it is almost like a virtual detection system. And it's not a video, so we're not looking at people and seeing what they're doing, but it will sense if, let's say, a person is up out of their bed and moving at 2 a.m., the nurse will get a little uh, alert. Mr. Adams is up and moving. So we don't have to open the doors and check on everybody all night and wake them up, but it might let us know, hey, he's up. You might want to peek in, see if he needs any help. It can also alert us if there's a change in their um, standing. So let's say they basically it would pick up on someone who's fallen is, is sitting on the floor but doesn't know how to ask for help. It'll let us know if they walk out the door. So just a, a real nice way of monitoring what's happening while 
preserving privacy and dignity and not waking people up in the middle of the night or during a nap. Now, we have this one-acre garden, which is going to be open to anybody going out. Do I understand technology can be used to track Yes. Where they are and yes. if they fall into the roses? Or- <laughs> yes, absolutely. So basically, it, it, it's like a GPS uh, type of monitoring system. So uh, without knowing all the details yet, whether there'll be a bracelet monitoring or how we'll do that, what is available is that people can walk around that entire area. There will be some type of fencing, but it will be disguised by landscaping and uh, natural environment so that people don't feel threatened when they look outside and see a fence. And that fence makes them say, I got to get out of here. Somebody's got me locked in here. But that's not going to be our goal. They're going to be able to be outside, be independent, and have the, the freedom that they deserve to be able to continue to have a great quality of life while we can monitor them in a, in a very dignified and safe way. Now, Nord Associates of Copenhagen, Denmark, is the architect for this. Are you guys at all in contact with them? Yes. So you marry form and function? Yes. So it's been great working with them. They are so ahead of the game compared to what we see here in the United States. And and we've learned a lot about them, learned a lot from them about buildings and sustainability and practicality, which has been great. They've given us some some good insights too. But I think when everyone sees the next renderings from Nord, they're going to be very excited. That's terrific. Now, I want to ask one crucial question. Some people listening to this may hear, ka-ching, ka-ching, that costs this, and that costs, there's going to be a lot of money to do all this. Uh, Is it going to affect our fees, our, our, our basic fees for living here? No, it will cost money, but that's what our endowment fund we're hoping is going to help provide for us uh, opportunities to continue to be at the forefront of technology, at the forefront of treating and living with dementia. We're happy you mentioned that because the endowment fund is crucial here. Um, Many people know, of course, what endowments are. You have a, a corpus, a body of money, which you invest, it earns money, you don't touch the corpus. And those returns from the investments help fund what's going on there. And it's not insignificant. Uh, a $10 million endowment, for example, if it earned 5 to 7% a year every year, would produce 500000 to $750,000 a year. That's one bit of insurance I think people would like to have. They're very much in favor, we find, of the memory care center, but they don't want to have it, you know, directly impact their fees. Sure. Um, do you have any sense of time scale on this? Uh, you're doing some things now and you'll be doing something we don't really know when the center is going to open maybe one guest might be late 2025 i think that's what i'm hearing as well yeah so we're about two years out and and yet you're doing all this work now that's terrific it really is we're excited about it and i think our our residents who are living with cognitive impairment right now deserve us to continue to push forward and and bring whatever kind of support and services to willow valley now and and so that's a big part of our focus well this is going to be truly transforming as we say the lives of those affected with dementia not just patients but also caregivers it's going to be a great gift to the community not just our communities but the greater lancaster community 
So we're very pleased that you are, are giving this uh, such professional attention in addition to your current job. So, <laughs> well, it you. is a passion of mine, so well, it, I, I enjoy doing it. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. We we'll look forward to talking to you again when things mold and come together. That would be great. Once again, this has been Kristen Luce, Vice President of Healthcare Operations for Willow Valley Communities. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and be sure to listen again next week and every week when we'll have another exciting guest.